Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for <clears throat> joining the first podcast of Beauty Lash Gossip. We're going to talk about the ins and outs of being a lash artist, being in this community. Um, you know, I want to help motivate, inspire, and even if there is, you know, a seasoned artist listening to this, it's just like, you know, I was once there and they understand, you know, and aspiring artists can have somebody to look up to. It's going to be great. Um, so I am your host, Taya Smith, a licensed cosmetologist, a professional lash artist and a brow specialist, um, born and raised here in Kansas City, Missouri. This is May 12th, Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. My three-year anniversary is coming up on May 21st. And I am just ready to step out the box and do something wild and spontaneous. Um, you know, doing it from Kansas City. You know, I feel like we don't get enough, we don't get enough views. We don't get enough engagement, like, we're the Midwest. People don't really come here. But I am excited to do this and help artists in the future and in the long run. So we are going to start off with announcements. I have a couple. Um, Mastering Canva, my first branding workshop. I am a very, very interested in the business marketing strategies. Um, it's a strategic, strategic way to do everything. And I am testing and pushing those buttons to see what works. You never know until you try. The sky's the limit, right? So mastering Canva, it is, Canva is an website and app that you can use to create content um so you see graphic designers creating logos although it's not as specific as photoshop you can do some pretty crazy things with it it's very beneficial to one's business you can create instagram posts instagram stories you want to create a unique email header you can do that. YouTube intros, YouTube banners, you can do that. Logo, all the way down to, um, you know, creating um, ads, even video ads. You can do that. Every little thing that you can think of that can be made graphically is on Canva. And I am just wanting to show you how to do it. It can be confusing when first looking at it. Like, oh my gosh, it is just so much in one app. How do I make it blend? How do I make it so that somebody can be hooked to it and want to potentially purchase that item that you have featured in your content? or that class you're wanting to put out there. It's a it's it's very beneficial and a great investment to 
learn how to create content for your business. Be unique. Use those different templates. So this workshop, this branding workshop will take place Sunday, May 16th at 11.30 a.m. Tickets are $20. $20. It's not a whole lot. Um, You probably spend $20 without even thinking about it. So why not use it for your business, which can also be used as a tax write-off. I'm hoping that everybody's filing their taxes correctly. I'm not a tax agent, accountant, none of that. Find a consultant, okay? Find find an accountant that can, you know, help you with all those tax needs. Next, uh, clear your calendars for May 29th at 5 p.m. We, I am a part of a women's vendor event. Um, I've been invited. I am just helping the host, you know, put it out there. Um, we want other women to support women. Women support women. Women, right? Well, that's a tongue twister. Women support women. Okay, you got to say it slow. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, we're also looking for other vendors. Other people who you know, give to the community, um, even if it's nonprofit, um, even if you make it at home, you have services, you provide services for people. I want to know. Um, so send me uh, a DM on Instagram, um, at the Winx Beauty. That's my Instagram handle where you can find me. I never stated that. Oh my gosh. You can find me on Instagram at the Winx Beauty, W-I-N-K-S. Like, I'm winking at you. Um, and as well as Facebook, The Winx Beauty. And you can always email me, thewinxbeauty at gmail.com. Majority of my handle is The Winx Beauty. But you can also text me. Text me at 816-682-9690. I feel like we'll be spending a lot of time together. If you have questions, DM me. Or text me. DM me. Email me. Whatever. Um, so, yes, if you are a vendor and you have something to offer, which is everybody out in this world who is trying to be an entrepreneur and selling something, you have something to offer. So let me know what it is. Send your name, uh, the best way to contact you, and along with your Instagram handle, hoping that you have an Instagram as well as what you do. Um, and that will be the end of my announcements so let's get into the first episode of how shit got started it's really a long story and as much as I would love to get into the itty bitty details I'm gonna skip some parts because it's a roller coaster ride being an entrepreneur it does not happen overnight you don't have an idea and then lay your head down at night on your comfy pillow and wake up and it's all there. I wish things were handed to people like that just to make it easier, but it's something that you really have to want. 
you have to hustle for it. You have to grind. Um, sleepless nights, uh, sleepless nights, early mornings, for real. Um, so this, so this dream of me being in the beauty industry, it didn't start with lash extensions. It started with me being a hairstylist. I enjoyed making women feel beautiful for, from their hair because there's a point in time where I did not have the funds to have my hair done all the time. And so I knew what it felt like to not be confident and not feel pretty when you're looking at pretty women and girls all, you know, all day. It's just like, wow, I wish I had that. So it kind of started with that. And one random day, I mean, and during this time I was watching YouTube videos, I was practicing on myself. Um, practicing on my mom and my, my girlfriends, my friends. Um, and one random day, I was standing outside the counselor's office. Um, I went to Lee Summit High School. Um, I was standing outside the counselor's office and I saw a brochure and it had Herndon Career Center on it. And I was just reading through the, the pamphlet and this Votech had different, you know, uh, trades to do within the building. So one of them was cosmetology. And I'm like, no way. Let me read into this a little bit more. The school was only $1,000. And there were requirements to get in, like having a certain GPA and having your, uh, you know, main credits taken care of to graduate. And at the time, it was my junior year in high school near the end. And I was basically done. I was done. All I all I could think to take my senior year was English. Um, you know, certain math classes to get me higher in college and electives. But since I had this passion for hair, I'm like, why don't I take this opportunity? just only spent a thousand dollars instead instead of you know whatever it is now like 15 I actually had a girl come in today to get her lashes done and she told me that it was eighteen thousand dollars so it was a blessing that I took on and I, I spoke to my mom about it I'm like so what you think she's like if, if this is what you want to do and I'm like bet we gonna do it so my senior year we did start to I got, I got in, by the way, guys, I got in, okay? Uh, we even had to write an essay on why we thought we were a good fit to get this, you know, this trade early. So, <clears throat> got in, we started two weeks earlier than any other school. Because, you yeah, gotta think about it, in Missouri, you need 1,220 hours to graduate, right? And to take your boards. So, we had to start earlier. Whew. I was a little pressed because my friends were out kicking it, sleeping it, sleeping in for two more weeks and I had to go do this. But, you know, that was just the start of reality. OK, uh, while others sleep and you up doing what you need to do. That's how you get ahead. Um, so did that. I did that for August to April. I ended up getting done in April, took my boards, passed on the first time. Um, and 
I ended up working in a salon called Mastercuts. And it was a great experience, learned a lot. The manager was cool, but let me tell you, I wouldn't work at Independence Center ever again. Um, not my cup of tea, okay? Um, so that was kind of the summer gig while I prepared for college. I got accepted into Missouri Western. I wanted to do their business administration program with an emphasis in entrepreneurship because I knew that if I was going to do hair, I wanted my background, I, I needed knowledge in business and I didn't want to work for anybody. I knew corporate world was not my world. I didn't want to do it. <clears throat> um, so I did that first semester at Missouri Western and I didn't end up staying, but I am grateful that I had the experience of knowing what it was gonna be like in college. Um, I ended up coming home and doing Longview because I did A plus in high school and my first two years in MCC were free. So I did that um, for the next two semesters and that's when it hit me like, nah, bruh, this isn't for me. And I was still doing hair while in college. When I came home, I worked at Sport Clips and I did Sport Clips a total of four years on and off. So Sport Clips definitely showed me that there was money out here besides uh, sticking in college. I was, one, I was one of those people where I was ready to make money now. I didn't want to wait however many years it was going to take to get my degree because that is not a race. Getting your degree is not a race. It could take somebody three years or it could take somebody six years, 10 years. It's not a race though. Um, but I didn't want to waste any more money either because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do business administration and, you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to do hair, but then again, something came about me where I wanted to be a vet. I don't know where it came from, but I've always had this love for animals. Um, but once I realized that the science behind being a vet was child it was not for me that was too much um so I was like nah so I I, I went to I was working at sport clips cutting hair there and I was like you know what I enjoy cutting men's hair I think I like this let me go get my barber crossover. I'm already a cosmetologist, but I want to be a barber. I want to be licensed. I want to be able to use that straight razor to get that crisp edge and that sharp cut, you know? I was all in it. Went to school as doing the crossover program. It's only five Mondays. So it was quite easy. Uh, I think it cost me $600 to do the crossover, but I also had to pay the fees and stuff to get into, you know, do the state boards and stuff. So ultimately maybe like seven, $800. Um, 
did that i missed it by a point on the first round the first test i missed it by a point um then i took it again and i passed with flying colors so i got the opportunity to work inside the salon that the teacher the the teacher owned the salon as well so i got an opportunity to work inside the salon um and it was a great opportunity because i didn't have much background on you know like the color aspect and those women in there they were good at color they were good at natural hair they were very very professional at what they did and starting off being a barber, it was kind of hard to gain men clientele um, with being a female. Um, so I was doing whatever I could to make money. I didn't do much barbering. I did majority women. Um, it's not what I wanted to do, but I had to pay my bills somehow. Later on, getting that first, I was on commission in that salon because I didn't have any clientele, but I was still doing services. Um, and the commission was 70-30. What I didn't understand was... I was only, excuse me, getting 30% of each service I did, each total ticket, I was only getting 30%. Um, so it was very financially breaking for me. I had to move out of my apartment, had to move back in my mom. I couldn't pay my car insurance i couldn't pay my phone bill i i lost it all um and for those who are wondering i had to quit sport clips to be able to work at this barber salon because of the contract that you know you can't work at two haircutting places at once so i chose to do barbering at the barber salon instead of continuing to work at Sport Clips, um, which lesson learned, you know, don't really leave something until you know what you're getting into. But at that time I was 19, so very much ignorant at the time. Um, fast forward to get into the juicy part, lashes, right? We're here for lashes. So the salon and presented, you know, they're looking for a lash artist. She asked me, do you know anybody who does lashes that is willing to come work in this salon? And so I'm like, lash extensions, hmm. You know, I'm always trying something new. The sky's the limit, right? So I'm like, Heck yeah, you know, I wanna learn. She was willing to, to pay for somebody's training to learn so I'm like that yeah I would like I would love to learn um and so you know she contacted you know the person behind it and you know she was gonna get taken care of 
But my question was, if what's the catch? There's always a catch to something. If you're going to pay for this lash training from Nova Lashes, by the way, too. So, you know, it's expensive. Um, what is the catch? So I asked, once I complete this training and get certified and all that good stuff, will I still be under commission? If I do a $100 service, am I going to be able to get the $100 and pay booth rent with that? Or are you going to take $70, 70% of that, and I only get 30? Because if that's the case, I'm not going to do it. That's a trap. And there's no paperwork involved. This is what I'm saying. Like, I was so ignorant. I did not know. I didn't know. So the answer to that question was no, I was not going to be able to get out of commission. So I decided to, you know, look for training elsewhere. And I found training for uh, more than, you know, less. So it was half the cost. So I think Nova Lashes was going to be like $1,400 or something like that. And I ended up finding somebody to do it for $600. Now, the training was not top tier. Um, coming out, I was not A1 steak sauce. It, it took time. And there's a lot of things that my trainer did not teach me. Um to be successful. So that's kind of where this passion to educate came from. How can you be an educator and not educate? I want everybody to know everything, to be successful walking away from their training with their certificate. I want my name behind that certificate to have meaning to be like, yes, this this brand right here, Taya Smith, the Winx Beauty, she can help you. Um, So I, I'm skipping, y'all. I'm skipping. It gets deep, y'all, but I said I was going to make it easy. So I got the training. I ended up leaving that barber salon because they were, they were getting over for real, y'all. Over for real. I got my job back at Sport Clips and I worked there for a solid, solid, like two years, I think. I think three years, something like that. Time flies when you're having fun, kids. <laughs> um, but I was doing lashes out of my mom's living room. When my house. Uh, I had a lash bed. I had one of those pop open like couch food tables. And I was practicing doing sets for $40, $45, And it was... (laughs) tragic I will say that that for your first year is absolutely tragic um but it's all a learning experience at least mine was tragic you know the girls that I trained they are doing fucking amazing and I'm so proud of them 
and because they are doing so much better than what I did coming out and I love it I love it um I just kept going back and forth too so I would do lash extensions and then I would go to school like oh there's something I can do that um but school was out of the question so I got my certificate I started lashing out of my out of my mom's living room that was year one and I was like I got this opportunity to work inside of a barbershop so I was actually going to be cutting hair they had good walk-ins and I'm like hell yeah I'm gonna get back into this while still be while still doing lax lash extensions so what I would do is I would have a client you know I would cut hair and then my next client would be a lash artist so I would recline the barber chair back and I would do lashes out of a barber chair in a barber shop and now that I'm like saying it out loud this is a true roller coaster ride like this is crazy I did anything I could do to keep lash extensions in my life um and that was that was Oh, when was that? I think that was 2018. So that was year. That was year. That was still year one. Wow. I did a lot in year one. I went in two barbershops in year one. Um, but sorry, guys. This, this story gets just, just, you know, reminiscing on everything. It's like, wow, I really did a lot when I could have just focused on one thing um but I ended up moving out of my mom's house I got my apartment so I started lashing out of my apartment I ended up quitting uh not quitting but I ended up leaving the barber shop because I felt like I was I wasn't getting enough clientele from the men I still felt like they did not want their hair cut by a female and it was so weird because that was the younger men not necessarily the older men the younger men they they just like her no i'm gonna wait for you know the barber who has three heads ahead of me no no biggie um so i was just kind of like over it and i went back to sport clips because that was consistent walk-ins i mean one day you look up at that board it's a waitlist board right so you look up at the board and it'd be like 20 names on the board. So with sport clips, it was just easy money. There was always some always somebody coming in for a haircut. Um and so I was doing that, and on my days off, my books would be open to having uh you know lash clients so i work at sport clips five days a week and the two days i was off i would be servicing clients so i was doing a seven day stretch and i did that i did that for probably the rest of the year by then it was definitely um you know it was definitely getting at like a year and a half I did that for a while, 
doing it out of my apartment. And mind you, my apartment was like, it was small. It was probably like 600 square feet. Um, but I didn't have a problem with doing it out of my home because I didn't have a whole lot of clientele. So it wasn't a whole lot of people coming to me to get their lashes done. It started to build a little bit, but not a whole lot because I actually had like books open. And instead of people trying to text me or DM me to reach out, it was easier for them just to see that I had availability and they would book online. And I feel like once you get that online booking, you will immediately get more clientele. That's me personally, what I've experienced. Um, then I got a phone call from a good friend that I used to work in the first barber salon with. And we ended up leaving at the same time because we realized that everybody in there was on bullshit. <laughs> if I must put it as blunt as possible. Um, so he opened up a barber salon. So it was dope as hell. He had his barber side set up. And then he had suites for the salon side. Did you know, barbers, they're all lined up. But, you know, as girls, you want more privacy. And, you know, if men are going to be in the, you know, the barber salon, we need our privacy, okay? Um, so it was great. I, It was ultimately a good experience. Um, that's when I decided to take it full-fledged on I'm like okay I know that I don't prefer to do do to do any hair I don't um so I'm just gonna really focus on getting better with extensions lash extensions and we're gonna get this business started um so I started that January 1 of <laughs> Rona year shoot 2020 and it was very slow in the beginning but then I started to get more clientele in February and then what happened in March guys we shut down so the shutdown wasn't too bad because I was still working at sport clips part-time full-time I was at the barber salon doing lash extensions part-time I was at sport clips so luckily having that you know, job, I was able to get unemployment. So it covered my ass, you know, until it came time to things started opening back up. And during that COVID time, I didn't really do what I needed to do. I think I knew I needed to do something, but I didn't do it right. I was thinking people can't I can't provide services for people for lashes, but maybe if I bought strips, but they would purchase it and little skincare bottles and they would purchase it. But that really was not the right move. I think with it being a digital era, yes, you need to sell something, but you need to sell the right thing. Don't sell something that everybody else is doing. Be unique. And I saw a lot of girls making their own lash strips. And, and that was probably a very good, wise route to go. 
ultimately what should have been done was online courses online courses need to be on and popping during quarantine because at the time people want to learn like oh this is the perfect time to pick up a new trade how oh i can do this online that's when people you know that's you know looking back you know a year plus that's what it should have happened but you live and you learn it's only an experience it's only your journey so um that didn't work out but things started to open back up you know uh girls were coming back to get their lashes done and i'm like okay cool 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 we're getting back to it yeah 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 um then something happened around oh what was that like october september I had to leave the barber salon. You know, when things become toxic, I hate to use the word toxic, but you know when you gotta go. You gotta go. So at that time, uh, I had left. And I'm so blessed to be able to be in a house now where I have a two-bedroom, two-bath. Um, it's about 1,100 square feet, you know, just enough for me and my dog. I decided to take my lash stuff back home. And I needed to just kind of be by myself. Um, yes, I was in my house, but at the time I was comfortable with that because I didn't see, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of stranger clients. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of new clients. I had my regular clients, my loyal clients that came back. Um, and I knew who they, who they were, what kind of people they were, and I trusted them. Um, so I brought it back home and it was comfortable. It was comfy. I loved working from home. And if I could do it, you know, with maybe like, you know, a house with a shack in the back, I would. Um, but came back home. Um, clients loved it. They were comfortable. It was great. But you know, when you start to just, you know, ride in that little comfortable box, I felt like I was getting too comfortable. Something needed to shake. Something needed to move. And I was you know, on Instagram and I'm just looking at different profiles, you know, people all over the world. What are they doing? How do they do it? How do they become so independent in this world? How do they make it? How do they gain clientele? What are they doing that I'm not? So I hit a point where I was like, I need help. I don't know what else to do to further my business. I want this 110%. But I wasn't inclining. I wasn't moving up. I wasn't scaling. I wasn't pivoting. Um, until one day I ran upon a profile Real Sheila Bella. 
And I can't remember if it was a motivational post or a video of her, or maybe I was listening to a podcast that featured her. I cannot remember, but I found her. Something called me to her. And I really started listening to her podcast. And they were really like touching. I'm like, yeah. I am, yes, yeah, me, yeah, hell yeah, girl. I can do this. I can scale, you know, when nobody else wants to hire me, I hire myself. That's what she kept saying. Hire yourself. I wanted to hire myself. I didn't want to work for anybody else. So I can be tossed around like a puppet? No, no, I'm not doing it. Not falling for it, not doing it. Um, so I went to her website and I signed up for a strategy call in, in business coaching. So what what the process is, you know, you sign up for the strategy call and they they will help you if you seem a good fit for their coaching style. I wanted to gain, I wanted to fill my books. I wanted to scale my business from last year. I wanted to move out of my apartment. I wanted to move my business out of my apartment into a salon or a room of my own, or, you know, just anything outside of my business. Because if I wanted to fill my books, I was going to see more faces. And to me, when I start to see more faces, my comfort, my home, my zen, my comfort area, we need to move. We need to go. Because I'm going to be transparent with this. There are some crazy motherfuckers out here. And you got to be careful. So I did move move out of my home. Um, but before that, I had a coach um, and what really pushed me to do this is that I was scared because Sheila Bella is located in California. I'm here in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm in the Midwest, you know, Kansas City, Missouri, miles away. How am I going to keep in touch? You know, I was scared. I was scared, but Something was telling me I needed this. So I invested in it. I invested in it. And I'm going to tell you, it was a whole lot more than $20 for a business coach, okay? But it was well worth every penny. My business. Let me get my phone. After my three months of business coaching... My sales from last year has, and this is going to sound like a crazy percentage, but it can show you what can happen in a year. Percentage-wise, my business has grown 10,131%. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) 
10,131%. Another goal prior to starting, um, you know, it's called Pretty Rich Bosses University. Prior, I wanted to leave Sport Clips. Sport Clips was a job where I felt like I felt like a robot. I was going in there, doing the same haircut on the same client, talking about the same products, doing the same scalp massage. You know, it was just like, all right. Next, like, is there something else? There's more. And I felt like me not wanting to be there was putting that bad energy out to everybody else who worked there what did they need to hear me moaning and groaning for because I was unhappy so my goal was to be financially okay to leave sport clips fill my books move out of my house and start engaging more with my clients through like it's social media events and being an educator um i will say that in that first three months now it's been i started that january 4th now it's what we're on month five so in the first three months i was able to leave sport clips i was able to fill my books I was able to leave my apartment and find a salon working with mature women, boss ladies at that, at Lou Rose uh, Salon and Studios off of 36 and Troost. I was able to be financially okay. And to me, Financially okay is not driving the nicest car. It's not wearing the prettiest chains. It's not having the newest phone. It's having a roof over my head, food on the table, and being alive and being able to see, you know, tonight, tomorrow, the next minute. Because a lot of people don't. So I'm grateful. And sometimes talking about this can kind of make me a little emotional because I was down bad there for a second, y'all. But that's what I'm saying. When you have a dream, when you lay your head down that night, it you don't wake up tomorrow with it. And for me to say that my three-year anniversary is coming up, I feel like I have worked very hard to get where I am. And it's not easy being a service provider and having to deal with clients. Like, I think clients don't understand, people don't understand that nobody helps me. There is no help, ultimately. Like, I'm the one creating the schedule. I'm the one 
creating content. I'm the one replying the clients, you know, trying to reply to them in a timely manner, uh, along with servicing clients at the same time. But also being a daughter, being a sister. Like, we can't just forget about the things we do for our business because that's a lot anyway, but we can't forget about the life outside of our business. Maintaining friendships, relationships, love lives, like, it can be hard. So, I just ask that, you know, you guys cut us a break sometimes. Um... Because it's only one of us. If I had four arms, I'd probably do it all at once. But I only got two. Two arms and ten fingers. So. Just. Know that. Even if you're starting today. Things will get better. Even if it seems impossible. Things will get better. Um, So. That's kind of how shit got started over here saying it's a long story and that I could go deeper and that was just kind of touching the surface so I just want to close this podcast with my favorite motto um I choose my faith over my fear I was so scared to take the leap of faith because you never know what's going to happen. So, but how can you get anything done with fear? How can you further your success with fear? What are you scared of? What are you scared of? Failing? everybody fails and it's never a failure it's just a lesson like oh shit okay that didn't work out well let me analyze what I did the first time and see how I can improve next time it's just a lesson and it might suck It might really suck at the moment, okay? But it's just a lesson. Don't give up. So with that being said, I do appreciate you guys for coming on. And if you listen to this all the way to the end, I do appreciate you. I see that you listen to this all the way to the end. And I want to give a prize just for my listeners who are interested in my story everybody's journey is different and you guys were interested in mine (laughs) out of everybody I want to reward somebody with a $25 Amazon gift card how to win this gift card you may ask dun 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 you have to give me um, write a review five stars with a comment it can be anything positive positive comments with a five star review 
and at the end of each month because I'm only going to do two podcasts a month okay at the end of the month we're gonna have a drawing and you know make sure you do your Instagram handle so uh you guys can hear it on here and then I'll put it on Instagram be like ah you won the $25 Amazon gift card so yes five star review positive comment along with your Instagram handle at the end of it um to win the $25 gift card thank you so so much for listening you can catch me here on um apple podcast i'm gonna try to get on spotify but one step at a time with that one um so yeah i'm gonna do it every other i'm pretty sure it's going to be a monday because Mondays are my off day. Yes, Mondays here on the Beauty Lash Gossip. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Next week, I am gonna be speaking on something else. We're gonna find a juicy topic to talk about. Um, also, sorry, I keep adding on, but if you want to be on this podcast and you want to talk about your journey and, you know, let's talk about it together, DM me, um, on Instagram at the Winx Beauty and we can get something scheduled and, you know, we can hop on Zoom or whatever and we can talk about it so we can share it with others. Um, So yeah, okay. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Have a great night.